This is our service on Tuesday night, and I am so honored that you are allowing us to come into your place, that you have your electronic device turned on, and you're going to get a teaching that is excellent through the roof. You're going to learn something. You're going to learn how to pray the perfect will of God today. And it is good you're learning this. It is good you're here, and I am honored that you're here, and thank you for allowing us to come into your place and teach you tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You know something we're accomplishing by faith? We believe for Internet to come here. We're way out in the woods, for those of you who have not ever, you think we're everything, you know, that you see. But uh, we're way out in the woods, and Internet has not been here. So we prayed and believed God. What things, soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, you shall have them. So we stood on that scripture. We would like Internet, Father, in Jesus' name, at the Mission Church, way out here in the woods, and we believe we receive. receive it. So the Lord had to start working on corporations and companies and their board, board meetings. You know, what about putting Internet out there in social? And they have these meetings and stuff. And see, I know how the Lord works. I know just what he's doing. He's working this out in the background. And so this corporation got together and had all these meetings and stuff and said, we're going to bring Internet out there. And see, they're bringing it to us because we prayed the prayer and we believe we receive and this friday they're meeting us here at the building to hook internet up to the building glory be to god we're in progress we received it how by faith faith. yep so when we prayed that prayer god our, our faith was released the holy spirit took that faith and started dividing it into different places and these board meetings were meeting and they were saying well should we do it some probably board said we're not paying all that money to bring that out there in the woods and one board said Let's do it. There's this many people out there. It's going to do nothing but grow. Or However they did their board meetings. I've seen it too many times. And it's coming to us. Glory be to God. We lived out in the woods. And we lived way down the road. Back then it was so far out in the woods. You had to almost have an ice chest to go buy ice cream at the store and get it home. <laughs> By the time you got it home, it was soft. Okay. And uh, we lived on a dirt road. And there was many families before us. And so my wife and I. We prayed the prayer, Matthew 21, 22, Mark 11, 23, 24, 25, for that road to be paved. And they came and paved our road before they paved any of the other roads with a lot more families, a lot more kids on it. And ours were farther out than any of those other roads. And they paved our road, glory to God, by faith. My Bible, I don't have the Bible here, but it says in the back of it, by faith, Barber Road was paved. <laughs> and I used to think, in those times, I used to think, I wonder what them supervisors did when they sat in their meeting and said, you know, we got the ability to pave some roads right now. What roads do you think we ought to pave? Let's go pave the Barber Road. The Barber Road ain't but two people live on the Barber Road. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, there's a family out there, ain't there? Yeah, there's a family. How many kids? They got four kids, but all that's out there is T.B. Barber and his wife and that family. Well, let's go pave that one. Hallelujah. And by faith. They did it. By faith, we will have internet. Thank you, Jesus. That right there ought to encourage you to start believing for things. Amen? Okay, so last lesson was praying the will of God, which was focused in on, honed in on praying the word of God. Thank you very much. That means I, I taught and you learned. If you didn't say nothing... I'd have to take my belt off and whip my own self and say, you didn't teach worth nothing because they didn't learn nothing. Amen. 
but you learned. So if you're going to be successful in your prayer, then you need to be praying the will of God because if you're praying out of line with the will of God, then God, the Lord can't do nothing without His will. But His Word is His will, so we were taught and we learned that if you will get Scriptures and pray the Scriptures and you pray in the will of God, and you're giving Him something to work with. And if you give Him something to work with, He's going to take full advantage of it because the eyes of the Lord roam to and fro throughout the earth to show Him strong on behalf of those whose heart is perfect to Him. The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the earth to show Himself strong on those who are doing His Word. Amen. He hastens to, to perform his word. So that right there says, I need to have me some knowledge of God's word because if I start praying his word, then he's going to start do, being in a hurry to fulfill it. Now, I got to tell you this. Sometimes it takes a long time for him to get you in the place where he can fulfill his word for you or it would destroy you. Just like getting that road paved. He had other people to work through. Amen. So he has to do things in our lives to change us so when his word is fulfilled in our life, we can handle it. Don't think he's not working to fulfill it. Don't think he said no. There's no scripture in the Bible that says, even no is an answer, brother. That's a cop-out. There's no scripture that says that. It says the promises of God are yes and amen. So if you hold on to that, then he's going to be changing you. A lot of times young people come to me and they got the hots for one another or whatever it is, you know what I mean? And I'll say, do you pick up your clothes at home or did your mama have to pick up your clothes behind you? Whether it's girl or boy. Do you do the dishes or do your mama have to do all the dishes? Do you cut the yard or do you have to be told 15 times to go cut the yard? Do you take the garbage out or do you have to be told 27 times? The trash is overfull. I said, because if you're expecting God, that is God's daughter or that is God's son. And if you expect God to give his son some lazy, worthless girl who the house is a wreck, you think he's going to do that? No, he's working on you to get you ready for his son. Or if you're thinking God's going to give you his daughter, do you think he's going to give his handmaid to some lazy bum who freeloads everything and won't go to work? No. So God is going to have to work on you to be ready to receive. Is that good preaching or what? Now, I'm not supposed to be preaching tonight, and Andrew's saying, don't be preaching. <laughs> give me all these hand signals. You know what I mean? but, but it's the truth, okay? So if you know the word, the word will correct you. Amen? If we're going to correct anybody, all we need to use is the Word of God. We don't need to beat on people. We need to love them. The Word of God is profitable for correction, righteousness, instruction in righteousness, reproof, doctrine, okay? So that's what it's good for, all right? Not our ideas of how to fix people. He's got the idea to do it, and he knows how to do it. And when we pray, if we pray the will of God, which is the word of God, we will be more successful than just shooting scatter shots, hoping and praying, brother. No, we need to be praying on purpose because we want our prayers to be, yeah, we want our prayers to be answered, especially when we're praying for someone else. Amen? Remember James said, if you're just heaping all your prayers upon yourself, you're just doing it because you want everything, and you should be taking your prayers and praying them for other people so they're getting the benefit of your prayers too, okay? Thank you, Jesus. Well, we are switching tonight to praying the perfect will of God. That is the lesson tonight. I am teaching out of how to get your prayers answered. A great, great, great 
lesson book right here. It is by, let's see who it's by, Kenneth and Gloria Copeland. I don't know if anybody even knows these folks, but uh, Kenneth and Gloria Copeland, they're the ones who wrote this, and, and we're using their teaching lesson. Anybody ever hear of them before? They, they, are they any good? Of course they're good. I've been partners with their ministry for 40-something years. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. And when people say bad things about them, I say, you know that they're part of your body, brother, part of the body of Christ. If you were in their position, people would be saying bad things about you too, wouldn't they? So, amen. Yes, they are dynamite. This is a dynamite lesson book, and you ought to look for these on their ministry and order these lessons that they have because they're great and use them just like we're using them. I'm teaching right out of this book. I'm not hiding anything from you. I didn't develop this teaching. I plagiarized it straight from them because they told us we could plagiarize it. Amen. They sold us this to you. So what we're learning tonight is praying the perfect will of God. If there was a way for you to always pray the perfect will of God every time you prayed, would you want to take advantage of that? I mean, that would be, that would be awesome, wouldn't it? Hallelujah. What an advantage you would have over the devil, over the world, over the flesh, over your own emotions. If you knew how to pray the perfect will of God every time you prayed, what an advantage you would have. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, when I was a baby Christian, about maybe two years old, I really had become a word person from the get-go. I remember the first time I sat, I was in a Baptist church. In fact, Baptist church is right down the road. Glory be to God, I was baptized right down the road. And I, I remember the first time ever going to a church outside of the Catholic church. Thank you, Lord, for my Catholic upbringing. They taught me to be faithful, and I had personally become unfaithful to the Lord, and when these people came and led me to salvation through Jesus, probably heard it preached my life in the Catholic Church, but I never received it, never heard, I missed it, okay? You can't blame anybody for what you missed, so, but when I, men led me to the Lord in my home, and when I remember the first time sitting in church, and I heard a scripture, read out the Bible, and I thought, they just read out the Bible, I've never read out the Bible. And I set myself to start opening my Bible and start learning. And I started praying, send me teaching, Lord. Teach me. And when you ask those things, you know what he does? He sets it in motion. And I remember I received teaching from several teachers, but... uh. It was around 1982 when I was saved. And the Lord sent me, they were teaching cassettes back then. A little cassette player. <laughs> they were weak and all that kind of stuff. And uh, he sent me teaching cassettes from Kenneth and Gloria Copeland, from Kenneth Hagen, from great preachers, man, Norval Hayes, uh, Fred Price, all kinds of just wonderful, wonderful teachers would come to me had came to me, and I'm so thankful for it. And these were no compromise teachers. Like I just said, a lot of no compromise things to you. 
pray the Word of God. Know the Word of God. Don't yield to your traditional teachings. Stick with the Word because God wants to fulfill His Word. Amen? I No compromised when I said, no is not in the Bible. That's an answer from God. All the promises of God are... So that is no compromise right there, okay? You can compromise what your stupid religious traditional denominational sayings that you think are so humble saying them when really the Lord's probably thinking, <laughs> okay, so, so uh, I started hearing these no compromise, much scripture, much scripture users, preachers and teachers. And I remember uh, having a teaching from Gloria Copeland and she taught that there was a prophetic word that she heard the Lord speak through Kenneth Hagin, which was in about 1982 when she heard it, and this was probably about 1984 when I'm hearing it, okay? And the prophetic word was to the body of Christ that if we would just give a tithe of our time, an hour or two a day to the Lord, that all would be well. And she received this teaching to herself, knowing that her life would be changed and empowered. And at the same time, the needed things that their family needed would go well, especially meaning their children. Because you think we think of these great preachers, we think their families are perfect, but they have kids, amen? And when you have kids, sometimes you have things that aren't exactly perfect, okay? So she knew that's what it meant. And Gloria was understanding as a result of this prophetic exhortation that God was leading her to pray in the Spirit an hour or so a day. So I'm going to talk to us much about praying in the Spirit. I call it praying out of your spirit. If you read it in the King James, it would be praying in tongues, okay? Because that's Old English for praying words or different words or words that you don't know or words that were not learned by you like I learned English. I know a little bit of Spanish because I've been to Mexico and some Spanish-speaking places a bunch, and so I thought, i got to make sure I learn how to say certain things, like tiene una biblia en su casa. Do you have a Bible in your house? Or de donde es usted? Where are you from? You know what I mean? Or I know how to say, donde está el baño? Where's the bathroom? Amen. <laughs> okay. There's some things that you just got to know, okay? But uh, if you didn't know Spanish and I said those things to you, it would absolutely mean nothing, okay? So the same thing. The Holy Spirit helps us, and Gloria knew that the Holy Spirit was leading her. In fact, it's part of the prophetic word to pray out of your spirit. Here's what praying in tongues is. Here's what praying in the spirit is. Here's what praying in the Holy Ghost is. All three of those things mean the same thing. This is my personal understanding of it. The Holy Spirit unlocks your spirit and gives you the ability to speak out of your spirit, which you've never done before. Use all everything you've done till you pray in tongues or speak in tongues or pray in the spirit or pray in the Holy Ghost or pray out of your spirit. All you've ever spoken out of basically was out of your understanding. Even though you may have be a preacher who's watching it, well, I spoke led by the Holy Ghost. Yes, you've been led by the Holy Spirit, but I'm talking about more than that. Okay, I'm, I'm going to give you scriptures on this. I'm talking about praying out of your spirit words that the Holy Spirit places in your spirit for you to articulate, for you to give voice to out of your mouth 
words that you do not know or understand, and you have to do it by faith, and sometimes you know what you're praying about, but most of the time you don't, and you still have to do it by faith, you, and we call it praying in the Spirit or praying in tongues, okay? So I'm going to say a lot about that tonight. When I heard her preaching this as a prophetic word to the whole body of Christ, I knew it was for me. Very good. I knew it was for me. Now this is a young guy, two years saved, baby Christian. I heard this. I wanted that. The Lord sent me teaching, and if he's teaching me this, then I, my lightning fast mind says, that must be for me because that is some of the teaching that the Lord sent me, so he must want me to do this, so I had to start learning and believing and expecting that, so I started praying for it. I would go outside my house every morning before my wife and kids got up. We lived right down the road, out in the woods, and uh, I'd kneel down and... And I was expecting the Holy Spirit to speak to me, amen, to pray through me. It never happened, amen. So I sought help to get help, amen. My lightning fast mind knew I need to ask people who knows how to do this and start asking them to help me do it. And the two people I asked wouldn't do it because they were religiously brainwashed. said, brother, that's just something that you do in your prayer closet. I can't do that in front of you. I said, are you nuts? We've been dopehead friends for years. Come on, man. And really it was like this. You, you speak in tongues. And him. Yeah, I do. I say, well, would you do it in front of me? No, brother, that's just something you do in your prayer class. I said, you crazy. Come on, man, it's me and you, brother. And he wouldn't do it. And his wife was my girlfriend in high school, so I went to his wife and said, you speak in tongues? She said, yeah. I said, would you do it in front of me? You know what her answer was? That's just something you do in your prayer closet, Paul. I said, I'm going to your pastor. So I went to their pastor, amen, and saw it. But I was after it, okay? You have to go after these things. You have to go after the things of God. This would be a good time to use the scripture. Well, the, take the, whoever it is takes it by force. Amen. <laughs> you know what scripture I'm talking about, okay? The one we use and no one ever goes and takes it by force, amen? <laughs> Except me. I go take it by force, glory to God. I went after it. And so I knew this was for me. I mean, how could you miss it? <laughs> glory to God. How could you miss it? I'm part of the body of Christ, and this prophetic exhortation was for Jesus' church and not just for one individual. So I'm hearing this taught, and I'm realizing, okay, this is for the church. This is for the church, and I'm part of the church, so this is for me. And up until that time, just a few minutes of praying out of my own understanding was not enough. It was, a few minutes was all I could wrestle out. You know what I mean? Like even right now, my dear friend has passed away. Pastor of a church, bishop of a district, left behind a wife and children in a congregation, and out of my understanding, the best I can do is just, Lord, comfort them. Lord, lead and direct them. Lord, guide them and help them. Protect those churchgoers, Lord. Protect the members of the... You know, I mean, that's very weak, but it's, it's understanding praying, and so at least it's doing good, 
But you know what's even better is when I stop and say, now nah, I'm praying for Percy and for the church, and I Okay, that's praying in the Spirit, and that's helping them more than I could ever help them with my understanding because I just prayed out of my Spirit with the help from the Holy Spirit. He's the only one who can enable us to do that. And it's his will that we do that. Okay, so I had learned through that teaching, I should give the Lord a tithe of my time and do that for at least an hour a day. We're talking baby Christian. I mean, two years old, still goo goo guy guy sucking on milk. But I'm sucking, brother. I'm sucking that milk. Amen. <laughs> I mean, I'm on it. That bottle run out. I'm looking for me another bottle. Hallelujah. <laughs> just having to be cassette tapes. And I'd push that little thing, take it out, put another one in, or I'd listen to that one over and over and over. Thank you, Jesus. And so I knew that the Lord was meaning for me to spend time praying in the Spirit and not doing the other things that I was used to doing in my prayer time. Which, like I said, I was a word person. I am still a word person. I feed on the word. If I'm not reading it here, I'm listening to CDs or I've got my phone on with the teaching. I'm feeding on the Because you cannot get enough knowledge of God's word. Amen? You've got, you've got to get it. And the days we're living in, he has given us all this electronic technology because he knows we are in the last days and we are in the tribulation. And I don't care whether you think we're in the tribulation or the great tribulation or whatever it is, the world is in tribulation. The whole place is shaking. And if you're going to make it through this, and sin is free. They don't even call sin free. I could be cheating on my wife, and you know what people would say? Who's your girlfriend? Who's your mistress? They ain't going to say, brother, that's sin. I told someone the other day, they're living with someone, I said, fornication is fornication. I don't care if you're thinking you're going to marry them in whatever time. Fornication, you're, what if Jesus comes back? What if you die? You're in trouble. You know what I said? I said the word to them. I didn't say, now, nah, brother, you're going to die and go to hell. I just said the word to them. Amen? Someone asked us that what Proverbs says, if you confront the sinner with their sin, you, it's a good thing that you're doing that. Glory be to says It's something like that. Amen? So I knew that the Lord was telling me, instead of all this listening in your prayer time, instead of all this reading in your prayer time, I mean, I, I read books. I had to learn how to read. I read one book my whole life from kindergarten to 12th grade. One book. My Side of the Mountain. That's the only book I ever read my whole life. And I had to make myself start reading. Whew. Thank you, Jesus. And so I knew the Lord was saying to me, Paul, you just practice praying in the Spirit at least an hour a day, and it's going to be well with you. See, because praying in the Spirit opens your understanding. I mean, the Word comes alive. <laughs> Glory to God. He is so good with what He's done for us. If we just partake of it, it's just amazing. Thank you, Lord. So that was probably the easiest thing, the easiest thing I've ever stumbled across by revelation 
from the Holy Spirit except for salvation. And I realize that this is just as important as salvation, son. You've got to get this thing. You've got to get it. You've got to learn how to do this, and you've got to practice it, and you've got to learn how to do it an hour a day. That was 40-something years ago, I think. And you know, I've never quit. I'm like Paul. I probably speak in tongues more than all of y'all put together. <laughs> I'm not a person or or person. I'm a language person. I learned how to speak this stuff with excellence. Amen. When my consciousness was wanting to stay with the t t t t and the bye 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 and the she she she, I said, "No, we're gonna learn how to talk this stuff like I talk English." I can communicate very well with my Heavenly Father, and I'm going to learn how to do it. Amen? I know that sounds so mean to people. Get over it and get your prayer language correct and excellent so you're speaking to your Heavenly Father, the Most High God, the greatest one there ever was. If you were before the president, you wouldn't go before him and say, Look, dude, amen, like us. Well, brother, you know what we ought to do right here? No, you'd go in there and you'd speak with such an excellence of speech that you'd want him to think you're really some sharp dude. And then you walk out and you can say, yo, dude, did you see I was with the president, man? Like, far out, brother, we did it, yeah. Okay, but while you're in front of them, you're going to talk with excellence. Well, when we go before the Lord, we should at least learn how to pray, pray in the Spirit and talk in the Spirit with excellence. That was good, wasn't it, Stephanie? Amen. That was good. That deserves a high five right there. Amen. Glory to God. Okay, so I knew... It was the Word of God that changed my life. And I knew if I had a chance in life, it would come through the Word of God. So I spent most of my focus on my knowledge of God's Word, on gaining and increasing in my knowledge of God's Word. And then when I learned God's Word, I spent my focus on learning how to walk out the knowledge of God's Word that I learned. James 1.22 says, that's your chance to quote a scripture. Be ye doers of the word, not hearers only. Okay, deceiving your own selves. You've got to be a doer of the word. And so I knew I have to learn how to do this, not just know it. Okay? So spending time in intellectual prayer and in the word and praise and worship and going to church, all of those are very important. I'm not diminishing those. And all of those things that I just said to you will change your life. But... Me, I could sense in my heart that there is nothing or there was nothing that would affect my life beyond salvation as my ability to pray out of my spirit. I knew that in my heart. I knew, okay, salvation affected me so big. I mean, when I said, Jesus, I receive you as my Savior, the change that took place in me, I knew life just changed. I didn't know how to say it. I didn't know how to live it, but I knew something happened. And as I saw it affect my walk, my life, and then I realized the Holy Spirit is showing me something that's going to affect me as much as that did. And I thought, okay, I got to learn this. Okay. So from what I see in the book of Revelation about prayer is that our prayers are eternal. Doesn't it say that he keeps them in a bottle? <laughs> and, and so our prayers are there. They're eternal. They're affecting now and the future. Our prayers are. That's another good reason to pray. Amen. They're everlasting. So I 
saw a scripture in the Bible, which is Romans 8, 26 and 27, and it says this, Likewise, the Spirit, which is speaking of the Holy Spirit, also helps our infirmities. The two words, help us our infirmities, come from a Greek word, synantelamanateo, okay? But uh, it actually means he takes hold together with against, is what that means. So likewise, the Spirit also takes hold together with us against, and infirmities means our weaknesses or our inability to produce results. So when you pray with the help of the Holy Spirit, or when you just pray, period, but especially when you pray with the help of the Holy Spirit, He's taking hold together. He's helping us with our infirmities. He's taking hold together with us when we pray to help us in areas in our life where we have, don't have success producing results. So that's a good reason right there to pray in the Spirit. Okay, And then it goes on to say, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. In other words, our understanding, our mind, will, our emotions, our intellect, everything we learned, we can't grasp it all together and pray it to where it is the perfect will of God. Even though it's the will of God and we're praying, and we, especially if we know the word, we're praying in line with his will, but we still don't know how to put it all together to be the most effectual that we can. Okay, is that a good way to say it? Like I shared with you about my brother Percy who passed away. Out of my understanding, I really can't say it right. So it says, The Spirit also helps our infirmities, for we know not how to pray as we ought, but the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. He's not doing our praying for us. He's doing our praying with us. Okay, you can find other scriptures that verify this out of the mouth of two or more witnesses let every word be established so he's not going to pray your prayers for you he's not going to do for you what he has asked you to do okay so he makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered and he searches the hearts or in other words that your soul can come up with the correct words to say okay he searches the heart and knows what is the mind of the spirit or your spirit or what you're trying to say or what would be best to say because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Or some transversions say he makes intercession for the saints or with the saints according to the perfect will of God. So when the Holy Spirit is praying through us, he is praying the perfect will of God. Okay, I'll say something more about that in just a second. So when I began to pray an hour each day, I prayed mostly in the spirit, in other tongues, with the help of the Holy Ghost. And if you think about it, really in all of our lives, it's quite often that we really don't know how to pray as we should. You know what I mean? We vocalize our prayers, which is good. Don't, do not stop praying with your understanding. Did you get that? I'm not saying don't pray with your understanding. If you did, you'd drive people nuts because they want, when you're in corporate settings, they want to hear you pray. If you're in somewhere that speaks English, they want to hear you pray. English. As beautiful as it is in some services as I get there and there's other people from other countries and I love it when they call on someone to pray and they pray in their native tongue. And I think, that is so wonderful. They're praying to the same God I know, to the same Savior Jesus that I know by the help of the same Holy Spirit, but they're praying out of their understanding and even though I don't understand it, it sounds so beautiful. It's so nice to see other nations and other people do things like we do it to the same Lord and Savior, who to them is just as real as He is to us. Hallelujah. Okay, so, but by the Spirit, 
the Spirit of God knows. The Spirit of God is in you, and He knows the will of God. The Spirit of God is in you, and He's in me, and He wants to pray through us, and He gives us utterance in the perfect will of God. You've got to catch this. He gives us utterance to pray to speak the perfect will of God. That is what, as the King James would say, praying in tongues is, okay? I like to say it because praying in tongues throws some people off the deep end who are traditionally taught, which is okay. You've been taught that, so I can't beat you up about that. But it's actually praying out of your spirit. It's actually praying in the spirit. or It's actually praying with the help of the Holy Spirit is an easier way to let it comfort your poor little traditional brainwashed soul. Amen? Okay? So, <laughs> I'm trying to help you be able to receive this is what I'm doing. Okay? I'm trying to help you be able to receive this. Okay? And so to say things like that sort of helps us get past. I remember when I, I never heard of a spirit-filled church and in, in the church I was going to, someone said, have you been to that so-and-so church, they speak in tongues, don't they? Yeah, I went there. And when I went there, they were praying in tongues and doing things, so I pinched my baby as hard as I could so he'd start crying, so I had to get up and get out and walk outside. <laughs> I thought, that's probably where I need to go. So I said, where was that? Because I'm after it, amen? <laughs> Glory to God. Okay, that's what praying in tongues is all about. He prays God's answer through us. He's not going to make you speak the words. He needs you to speak the words because he needs a man to vocalize the word prayer, the prayer words, so God can use the man's words to bring to pass. Why is God going to do it? He already spoke his own word. Amen? So he needs us to speak, okay? I'll give you a, a very good scripture for this. Is 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2. He that speaks in an unknown tongue or he that speaks in an unknown language or he that speaks out of his spirit or he that prays with the help of the Holy Ghost or speaks by the help of the Holy Ghost speaks not unto men but unto God. So when you pray in the spirit like I did earlier praying about Paula and the church family, I wasn't speaking to you. I was speaking to God. Amen? Now I've done that before publicly in places. I'm, uh, I'm not scared to call me shapo, tramo, satramo, trano. In front of people, and if they don't know anything about the Holy Ghost, they look at you like, and then if they're really traditionally bent, they'll say, you're not supposed to do that without an interpreter. And so I'll just interpret it with a song or with a word or with a scripture or something, you know what I mean? Say, does that satisfy you, brother? It's the interpretation. Hallelujah. Amen. The Lord is trying to work on you and help you become all that he's purposed you to be. So, brother, he wants you to spend a little more time with him. That's a good interpretation, isn't it? That was edification, exhortation, comfort. You know what I mean? So you've got to be sneaky as can be. Harmless as doves. Harmless as doves. Yeah, wise as serpents. Amen? How are they ever going to learn if we don't help them? How is the world ever going to learn everything if the Christians don't come out of the church and be Christians in public? That's the weirdest thing I ever heard of in my life. Is a Christian silent. You know what I mean? <laughs> Andrew has a joke. It's uh, if you see a, uh, 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 what, how is it, Andrew? Uh, if you go in a liquor store. <laughs> oh, what's the difference between a Baptist and a Methodist in a liquor store? The Methodist will speak to you. 
Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> okay. Christians should talk in public. Amen. Thank you, Lord. 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 Okay, 1 Corinthians 14, 2. He that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men, but unto God. I'm not speaking to you. I'm speaking to the Lord. Hallelujah. You might have a thought right now. Well, can I pray in my own language? Yes, you can. Glory be to God. I'm not doing away with that. I told you I'm teaching you how to pray the perfect will of God. Okay? But when you pray out of your known language, more often than not, it will not be to the degree that you could be praying. Can you be led by the Spirit to pray out of your understanding the perfect will of God? Sure you can. But normally it's not, and so you're not praying to the degree that you could be praying. Okay? Hallelujah. We should be after every advantage we can get over the devil, over the flesh, over our own mind, over situations and circumstances. We should be after everything we can, the Lord has given to us. Okay? So we just read the scripture, for we do not know how to pray as we ought. Romans 8, 26. Okay? And the last lesson was all about praying God's will by praying His word or praying in line with his word you don't have to pray in the exact scriptures as long as you are in line with the word of god you're praying it and not praying your problem or not rehearsing your problem to god he already knows what your problem is he needs you to rehearse his promise because his word's not going to stay here and stay void it's going to go back to him and like the rain is going to cause things to Blossom and produce, and okay, so he needs his word coming back to him. So I've found that there are many times in the natural that I really don't know how to pray as accurately as I should or could. And even though praying in the Spirit, it's, it's the craziest thing how we are. When we pray in the Spirit, if we haven't programmed our soul, our mind, our will, and emotions to shut up, and we know the word of God and say, I'm not speaking to myself. I'm not speaking to anyone else. I'm praying to God. And you may not understand it, but he understands it. So I'm praying the perfect will of God. And your mind will have this argument with you while you're praying in the spirit. It's crazy. Till you do it enough that your mind just finally says, I guess I might as well take a back seat. I'm not in charge right now. That's right, meathead. You're not. Amen. <laughs> My spirit's in charge. And we're going for it. And then you pray in the spirit and you pray in the perfect will of God. I'm sharing with you some secrets, okay? I'm really sharing some secrets with you, okay? So I found that just because I don't know the answer in my intellect, the answer is known in my spirit, and the Holy Spirit wants to pray that answer through me, and I have to have guts enough to go ahead and do it no matter what my feelings, my emotions, my intellect is saying. I just avoid that, okay? I'm going to give you a scripture on that, okay? But the Holy Spirit inside me and the Holy Spirit inside you will provide God's solution whenever we pray in the Spirit, and the Holy Spirit prays God's higher way into the situation. Remember, out of our own carnal mind, his ways are higher than our carnal mind. His thoughts are higher than our natural carnal thoughts. But when we get into the realm of the Spirit, man, we're in there with him. His thoughts are our thoughts. His ways are our ways. Now, if he can just get us to live them out and act them out, we're on the way. Hallelujah. Okay, so he prays 
God's higher way into the situation and he prays God's perfect will out of your spirit. How? By you vocalizing the words that he wants to say. Amen? He's not going to do it himself. Paul said it like this. He makes this statement that we should pray both ways. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 14 and 15, I've got it right here. He says, Paul says this. I was trying to find it. You need to look these up in the Message Bible or in the uh, New Living Translation and read them out of there because it brings it down to our day and, and uh, understanding a lot easier. Paul says, For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays. So if I did it right now, I'm praying out of my spirit, okay? That's my spirit praying. Was that meant for you to understand? No, it wasn't meant for you to understand. I was praying to God. I was probably praying, Lord, I hope I'm doing a good enough job on this, your word, because your word is so valuable, so precious. Lord, I don't want to mess your word up, and I don't want to do nothing wrong. I want your people to learn. That's probably what I was praying right there, okay? was something like that. And that was my spirit praying. But you just heard me say what I think I was praying, and if I was praying in my understanding, I'd be praying, Lord, I know, I know I'm trying not to be goofy. I'm trying to do my best, and I hope that I'm really doing a good job for your people, Lord. I hope that they're catching it. I hope that they're learning. I hope that they take hold of this and pray your perfect will and learn how to do this, Lord, so you can help them and so we can all pray together in the spirit and your perfect will be accomplished in the earth. Okay, that was my understanding. Do you see that? This is what Paul says. Paul said, I will pray with my spirit, but my understanding is unfruitful. So what is it then? I will pray with the spirit, and I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the spirit, and I will sing with the understanding also. Boy, that's a whole nother lesson right there. you got to learn how to sing in the Spirit. That takes guts. Okay, you got to practice that, all right? And uh, I love practicing that. Okay, so he says, I'll do both. I'll pray with the Spirit, and I'll pray with the understanding, okay? And so if you think about it, think about this. Since this comes from the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit's main purpose is to bring the perfect will of God to pass in our lives and in the lives of others because he is the one who has been assigned the task to get us in perfect harmony, in perfect shape, no spot, no blemish to be the bride of Christ. Now, he's been assigned that job. You think he got a big job or what? Dealing with us knuckleheads? And he's got to get us to where the bride made herself ready and Jesus is looking and the father says she's ready go get her son and the Holy Spirit's job is to get us ready for that and part of praying in the spirit is that part that he has assigned to us to be able to do so he can work out God's perfect will in our lives it's not just so we can be nuts who speak weird languages and do dumb things and to the mind you know what I mean He's got a purpose for this stuff. Man, the sooner we grab a hold of all his purpose for us, the quicker Jesus is going to be able to come get his bride. And you know what's going to happen in that time is we're going to win more souls to Jesus than ever before because he's after souls. He's not after getting us out of here. He's after us getting people saved. So his house is... Amen. Thank you, Jesus. It all ties together, don't it?
He's the one who enables us to be able to pray out of our spirit without our mind, will, or emotions, or intellect intervening. Amen. Just right there, what I just said is enough to turn our attention to the, to the importance of being able to pray out of our spirits, to pray in the spirit, to pray in tongues with the help of the Holy Spirit. Each person or each member of the body of Christ, if we were all being obedient to the Spirit of God and all of us were praying the perfect will of God, I think His will would get done on the earth a lot quicker than it would by us praying out of our understanding also. Amen? Could you imagine? There's a thing coming up. We need to be part of it that supposedly everyone in the world who knows about it is going to be fasting and praying for, is it 21 days? For God's will to be done on earth and praying in the Spirit so long every day. It's coming. I I forget the dates of it, but it's coming, okay? So if you don't yet speak in tongues, you don't have to beg God for this. Well, God hasn't given me that gift yet. He's given it to the whole earth, to the whole body of Christ. He's poured out of His Spirit on all flesh. It's not something He gives to you. The Holy Spirit has given it to everyone. All you have to do is have guts enough to say, I want that. I believe I receive it. Help me do that. Okay? You don't have to beg, squall, and bawl, and you don't have to do all kinds of things to get it. All you have to do is believe you receive it. Amen? Amen. This empowering of the Spirit. So once, let me say it like this, only born-again believers, only members of the body of Christ who have said, Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and Savior, have a right to this. There is no religion on the face of the earth. I don't care how devout you are, how good you are, how many times you spin the prayer wheels and beat the drums and kneel on the carpet and face towards a certain direction and pray however many times a day you're supposed to and do all these religious things and wear all these different stuff and all this stuff, you still will not get this gift that has been given only to There's nobody else on the face of the earth who can do it. The devil people might have their own supernatural language that they do, but it doesn't even compare to you. And they're scared stiff if they get around you, if you say, I bind you in the name of Jesus. You could say it like this. I bind you in the name of Jesus. Come on, man. I'm dealing with the highest, most high God. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Glory. We got to catch the reality. We're not, we don't have some God who's not listening. We have the God who Elijah said, your God might be on vacation. Why don't y'all cry a little louder? I mean, <laughs> no odds, 850 to 1. And he says, maybe he's in the bathroom. He might be sleeping. That guy's my kind of guy. He had guts, you know what I mean? <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, okay, enough of that. Okay. Jesus, only born-again believers have right to this. Only born-again believers have access to this divine release of spiritual language to speak to God, the Heavenly Father, the Most High God, personally, without you or anyone else being able to understand what I'm saying. I've been around many people, big people, rich people, and I'm over there... Lord, I know you want to touch their lives. Is now the time, Lord? Is now the time? Or you're in a dangerous situation 
And all you can do is, como yo, I might check out any second now. This is bad, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. But you've got the goods inside you. You've got a secret weapon. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen to this scripture. Because if you're going to ask for this, the will of God is that you receive this. Amen. <laughs> and the word of God promises that if you will ask, you will receive. Where do you get that from, Brother Paul? I know the will of God because I know the word of God. And in Luke chapter 11, verse 3 through 12, he says this, And I say unto you, Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened to you. Amen. For everyone that asks receives, and he that seeks finds. It might, not it might take a little bit of time, but if you ask, you're going to receive. If you seek, seek has a word that means I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Remember I told you I was after this, brother. I was after it. It took me months to figure out where I could go get help for it. And when I did, the help wouldn't help me. So I said, I'm going to go to your pastor. And that took weeks and weeks to do because every time I went down in the house, we'd get stoned out of our mind. And I'd say, I can't go to your pastor stoned out of my mind. Next week, I'm coming down and we're not getting stoned and I'm going to your pastor. Amen. I did that week after week after week after week. And finally, I had Gus up to say, walked in, come on, we're leaving right now. Amen? And went to him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And then Jesus said this, if a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him or give to his son a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will his, is his father going to offer him a scorpion? If you then be an evil, in other words, if you then... Being not born again, your spiritual nature is dead. Your nature is of the devil because of Adam and Eve. You're spiritually dead. If you then be an evil and you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? <laughs> He's waiting for you to ask. Hallelujah. Very important to notice that Jesus is speaking about a son asking something in, of his father. A son asking something of his father. Remember, I was taught, I taught the devil. And I knew I need to go ask Jesus about this. I need to go ask God the Father about this. Because I asked him to send someone to me to teach me, am I going to heaven if I die? And three weeks later, someone's knocking on my door saying, we are from so-and-so church and every Thursday night we do visitations and we come to visit you. And I said, God sent you to me to teach me about Jesus. I'm wondering if I die, will I go to heaven? Could you imagine? Ding, ding. They think we hit this jackpot, brother. I mean, I'm long-haired, dope-smoking, vulgar mouth, cigarettes. I probably answered the door like that. God sent you to me, brother. Give me just a second. I'm going to air my house out because my wife and I have been smoking some joints in the other room. So you stand outside. I'm going to shut the door, and we're going to light cigarettes and get changed. That's exactly what we did. That's the mercy of God. And they led us to salvation. Amen? We asked, and I knew, okay, these people are saying this of the devil, but I see it in the Bible, so I'm going to <laughs> and he sent it to me. Hallelujah. Sent me to it. Okay. So, very important to notice that Jesus is speaking about a son asking something from the father. And do children get worried that their father is going to give them something bad when they ask him for something? I mean, does a child get worried? 
I'm going to ask God for this. I mean, my dad for this, and he's probably going to. No, they don't even, it's not even a thought. Amen? Okay, so you don't have to be worried when you ask the Lord to give you the Holy Spirit. You don't have to be worried when you ask the Lord, I want to receive this Holy Spirit. I want to receive this ability. Okay, you've got the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. You got him. You received him. Amen. But there's more to than just that. There's this thing of the ability to pray out of your spirit. We're just praying the perfect will of God. So if you're going to ask God for that, he's not going to give you something bad. I preached in jail for 10 years, 10 years. And I went in there, and if there's anybody who would be speaking in tongues because it's of the devil, would have been everybody in jail. I should have walked in jail and all of them. You know what I mean? But not one of them, not one of them ever spoke in tongues in front of me. And they're, most of them are the devil's children. And I would lead them to salvation. And then I would say, there's more to it than what you just experienced. And they're crying. Oh, 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 Jesus. Oh. And I'd touch them and say, you don't feel it here, do you, dude? You don't feel it right there. You feel it right here, don't you? And they'd say, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? All this stuff. I said, there's more to it. There's what's called the baptism in the Holy Spirit. I'm going to come in and teach you that. And man, I had eight of them to get, nine of them actually, together in a circle. And I said, when we ask, the Lord's going to give you, and you just have to start speaking out of your spirit yourself. It's going to be words that form, and you, you don't know them because they're, they're not in your understanding. You're going to have to have guts enough to say it because the Holy Spirit's going to want to bubble his own words out of you to speak through you. So you're going to, King James would call it, you're going to start speaking in tongues. And I tell you what, I'll help you because I'm going to touch you. And when I touch you, that's your contact of the Holy Spirit helping you. And you start speaking. And, you know, I started touching them, all, all nine of them. One of them took off running, son. <laughs> I saw him sneak out and get out of there. But all eight of them came out. They're speaking all these languages and stuff. And you know me. I had a ball with it. Amen. And I said, y'all got to watch out because y'all can get me thrown out of here maybe. Because... <laughs> But uh, I said, don't quit, okay? So, don't be worried that you're going to get something wrong. The devil is not involved in our lives right now. Amen? This, what I'm teaching you, is very holy. This is very important to the body of Christ. This is very important to getting God's will across. So, receiving help from the Holy Spirit, receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit so you can pray out of your spirit requires one thing. It requires you to humble yourself which is not easy for some folks to do. Amen? That's like me asking somebody in here who doesn't want to pray publicly, Sister, would you pray for us today? And they do not want to pray publicly. I'm going to kill him when this service is over. <laughs> Amen? I'm just saying, okay. Hallelujah. So, all right. This is not something that man does to you. Only the Lord can do this to you. Because with men, it is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Amen? So, when you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, an extraordinary thing happens. You're able to speak another language that you did not learn. Hallelujah. How many of y'all do this? Raise your hand. You do this. Amen? You do this. Amen. Okay, see, so I'm not amongst a bunch of nuts. I'm amongst a bunch of people who actually do this. Amen? And you do this because the Lord gave this to you and you received it, and it is very good for you. Hallelujah? Amen. And we can call the Holy Ghost set up. Hallelujah. Okay, she just got off the phone with her son. Yes. And the baby's heart 
is out of rhythm and it's messing up and we need to pray for it because it's happening right now. Right now. So watch. We don't know the, we, you can pray in English, but you can pray in what he's talking about. Amen. The spirit, and we can pray the perfect will of God. This baby's heart needs to be healed right uh, now. Okay, so Paul said, I will pray with the, I will pray with the spirit, and I will pray with the, so let's pray in the spirit. And we're praying, what's his name? Johnny is the baby's name? Okay. Father, we pray in the spirit for Johnny. Johnny, Lord. Picala, Trinino, Damara, Mosilitero, Suritio, La Locorosono. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now let's pray with our understanding. Father, we lift up Johnny to you. You said, Whatsoever we shall ask in prayer, believing we shall receive. So we're asking, since you're there with Johnny, we're asking you to touch him with your power, with your healing power, with your, what is it, breath, breathing? Heart. heart. With your heart functioning power to make his heart function correctly for not just right now but for the rest of his life in the name of Jesus we ask it and we say thank you for touching him and we look in the spirit realm and by faith we take our hands and put them on little baby Johnny and say Johnny be healed we say Johnny be healed in Jesus name you know when you say things like that, you are releasing the power of faith and your faith just went from 21025 Success Road to, where's Johnny at? In New Orleans. <laughs> On Johnny. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. And without faith, it's impossible to please him. So we just used our faith by saying, Johnny, be healed. Be healed. And God the Father is saying, that pleases the fire out of me. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Because without faith, it was impossible to please Him. But with faith, you have the possibility of pleasing Him. And we just used our faith, so we pleased God. I mean, we unraveled a mystery right there, brother. We broke through a super secret ancient hieroglyphic Chinese code of use your faith. And God will grab that faith and inject it into Johnny and help him out. And God's saying, thank you, church, for praying. Do you know, this is God the Father speaking again. Do you know that your prayers are very effectual? Because the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much, makes much power available, dynamic in its working. That's the Heavenly Father speaking to us, saying that stuff, okay? Amen? Okay, back to the lesson. Thank you, Lord. 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 For ministering to Johnny, thank you for having guts enough to say it. That's what church is about. Yeah, amen. amen. There are no interruptions when you're doing it for a purpose for the Lord. And he loves helping people. He loves helping us so much he probably would send his only son to die for us if he had the opportunity or needed to. You think? <laughs> Hallelujah. He would probably send the Holy Ghost and have a gift inside the Holy Ghost to give to us so we could communicate personally, one-on-one -on -one to him without our mind, willing, and emotions getting in the way. 
That's how much God loves us. Amen. Okay. So the Holy Spirit gives you this utterance so that you may be able to say words that is His perfect will. And not in one place in the New Testament does it say that the Holy Spirit will do your speaking for you. The closest thing to it is Romans 8, 26 and 27, and I read that to you, and that verifies that the Holy Spirit is wanting to, us to use the words and Him do the praying with us, so we're praying the perfect will of God. You'd be surprised how many testimonies I've heard over the years of uh, someone's in another country, another place, and someone's woken up to pray in the Spirit. And they pray in the Spirit at the exact time. It's happened to me. I've gotten up and prayed in the Spirit. Prayed in the Spirit. Praying low so I don't work my, wake my wife up. Okay? And you're praying and praying in the Spirit, and all of a sudden you realize, okay, I've got to release. It's like a joy comes. And then I've heard testimonies of there's someone preaching and saying, yeah, I was in the, on a mission field at so-and-so place and I had a curse put on me or something. I was about to die. I had this sickness or something and it was and it broke and it was so-and-so date and someone else remember. That's when the Lord woke me up to pray in the Spirit and I had to have been praying for you because your name kept bubbling up and the Holy Spirit prayed you out of that through me being kind enough to wake up and pray in the Spirit, not knowing anything about what I was doing, but He knew what you needed. I wonder how many people the Holy Spirit tapped and said, I need you to pray in the Spirit. So He goes to someone else, I, I need you to get up and pray in the Spirit. And then someone says, I sense an unction to pray. Bing, bing. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's us. Amen. We're them sensitive people. Okay, we're almost through. When you pray in tongues, you're praying in the spirit or you're praying out of your spirit or you're praying over in the spirit realm. That's why Satan wants your mind, will, and emotions to think so stupid of it. And that's why he wants people with a half an inch between their ears who don't know what they're talking about to come against this so it helps you not be willing to accept this and yearn for this and grab hold of this. And do this. Amen? Am I the meanest teacher you ever heard in your life? Someone has to have guts enough to say this stuff. I mean, I, I want to be right. Hallelujah. Lord, count me right when you come back. Please, please. When Percy passed away, I went to someone who was close to me. And I said, oh, man. He's up there right now probably narking on me, telling Jesus all the things about me. <laughs> I thought, I'm in trouble. Oh, my goodness. That's stupid because Jesus already hears and knows everything we're doing. Amen. But that's how I think. And okay, so. Here's another scripture for you. 1 Corinthians 14, 2. He that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men but unto God. How be it in the Spirit? He speaks mysteries, secret divine revelations. Thank you, Jesus. And in 1 Corinthians 14, 14, which I read to you, Paul says, If I pray in an unknown tongue, my Spirit prays. This is Bible. This is Bible. If I speak in an unknown tongue, I'm not some weirdo who's doing stupid things that no one knows anything about, and you shouldn't really be doing that because it's of the devil. Paul said the Holy Spirit letting us write. If I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit 
praise and my understanding is unfruitful. My understanding has to take a back seat. It has to check out. I don't know what I'm doing. That's the hardest obstacle to get across to start speaking in tongues. It was so hard on me. I thank you, Lord, for Eddie Brown who stood there in front of me and said, don't speak in English. I want you only to speak out of your spirit what the Lord is bubbling up. And I thought, I ain't got a clue what the Lord's bubbling up. You know what I mean? So I said, hallelujah. And he said, got right in my face. And I'm long-haired, dope-smoking, vulgar-mouthed. Got right in my face. Dude, I told you not to speak English, didn't I? Yes, sir. <laughs> okay, we're going to do it again. I'm going to start praying in the Spirit, and you say what the Lord has given you. I'm thinking, how in the world do I know what the Lord has given me? I don't have any thoughts. I don't hear God. I wish I heard God. I know God speaks. You're having this battle. And so we start praying again. He starts praying in the Spirit. And I said, glory to God. The brakes went on. He looked at me and said, what did I tell you? Not to speak in English. <laughs> so he did it again. I thank God he was that kind. And he did it till finally I said, Alashangalate. And he said, you did it, brother. You've got it. And my mind is saying, you've got what? You're nuts, son. That ain't nothing. We're nuts. We're crazy doing this. And I said, Alashangalate. He said, do it again. Alashangalate. And I knew the Holy Spirit's using my words. He's using my tongue. Just like I felt something when I said, Jesus, I receive you as my Lord. I feel something going on. Yeah. Something's yeah. happening. Alashangalate. Yeah. Alashangalate. Yeah. That same feeling's here again. <laughs> and I've never stopped doing it since. I told you I made myself learn it as a very good, proper language. I made myself learn how to speak it. Hallelujah. Okay, so my suggestion is for you to pray right now, and I'll help you pray. You okay? We okay? You who are what? You okay? Hallelujah. Okay, I'm going to help you. Let's pray this together. My Heavenly Father, I am a believer. I am your child, and you are my Father. Jesus is my Lord. I believe with all my heart that your word is truth. Your word says that if I will ask, I will receive. So I'm asking for the Holy Spirit and everything he desires for me. In the name of Jesus Christ, my Lord, I'm asking. I'm asking you to fill me to overflowing with your precious Holy Spirit. Jesus, I give you the right to baptize me in the Holy Spirit. And because of your word, I believe I now receive, and I thank you for doing this. I believe the Holy Spirit is within me, and I accept. Now, Holy Spirit, rise up within me as I praise my Father. I fully expect to speak out of my spirit as you give me the utterance. I will do it by faith, and I will not let my thoughts get in the way. 
So you right now, you start speaking out of your spirit. You start speaking the language that the Lord has given you. I could ask 10 of us who speak in tongues, who speak out of our spirit, to come say something, and their language would sound different than mine, probably. But you start speaking out of your spirit. He's working with you right now. You can feel him, just like the day of salvation, working in you, because you feel him spiritually. It's more like you sense him. Amen? I want to say this to you while you're doing this, okay? You do this. You do this. If this is your first time there will arise within your spirit certain words or syllables that are unknown to you. And of course they're unknown. You've never done this before. And this is not something you learn to do. This is supernatural. And it's not out of your understanding, it's out of your spirit, so you have to do it by faith. You know something else? You can't speak two languages at the same time. So you have to override your soul. I've done it so much that I'm not scared to do it in public because I know that this is the perfect will of God. So I pray in tongues publicly. It's like the Lord's given me four or five languages and, and it shifts sometimes to different things. And, and it, it, it just somehow, has, you know what I mean? I like that. Hallelujah. So what he's given you, remember I had one, one thing, for weeks I had that. And I called to one and asked him, why is that all I had? They said, silly, it's a river of living water. You just opened the spring, so you've got a trickle coming out. You keep doing it and it's going to increase. Blessed is the person who's a doer of the work. Blessed is the person who is faithful. Amen? And it's a practice thing you have to do. So, remember, you have to use your own voice. God is not going to force you to do this. There's several friends who I have shared basically what I shared with you tonight. And several of them, one of them flat out said to me, that's of the devil, brother. The people who led me to salvation told me, don't let anyone ever tell you about speaking in tongues. That's of the devil. I laughed at that. It ain't of the devil, brother. I tell you what, do this. You go as the Holy Spirit yourself and see what he does with you. Can you do that? He said, yeah, I'll do that. It was about two months later he called me. And when he, I answered, he said, He said, I got it, brother. He said, I was fighting with what you said and fighting what the people who taught me said. So I went to the Lord and was fighting with what I was asking the Lord. And he said, I woke up in the middle of the night, went to the sink to get a drink of water, and all of a sudden out of my mouth started coming. I knew I'm supposed to start talking these words. And I started talking it. Another one, I shared it and shared it with him. And he'd get in my face and tell me, don't tell me about that stuff. I mean, 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 mean. I tell him, I don't care how mean you be to me. Jesus wants you to do this. And if you'll just ask him if it's real, he'll prove it to you. He's really big enough to do that. So if you want to fuss with me about it, it ain't shaking me. Don't scare me one bit. And he, the mean, mean, mean one, we worked together, come to me one day and said, I got it all on my own. Ha, ha, ha. You didn't have nothing to do with it. 
the Holy Spirit helped me and not you. I said, I don't care how you got it as long as you got it. Let me hear you. The Holy Spirit gave him the weirdest language there ever was. You know what I mean? I thought, Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, glory to God. So, Father, I've taught them a little bit of your word tonight. I've taught them of your desire, Father. I couldn't come up with this if I had to. But I see in your word that you came up with this so we can pray your perfect will. And I thank you that you gave us scripture after scripture after scripture to back this. And then you gave us testimonies throughout the Bible of this happening. And I thank you for that. In Jesus' name. Do you receive this tonight? 